Hey, and welcome to the Neurodivergent Musician Podcast, where I explore the world of neurodiversity and musicianship. I'm your host, John Hart, along with Luna, my guitar, and today I'll be talking about burnout. Each episode is broken up into a traffic format where I'll share insights in the red section, improvised babble in the amber, and recommendations you might find handy in the green. Burnout is a common experience among many people, and it's especially prevalent among neurodivergent individuals who may experience additional stresses and challenges in their daily lives. Let's head into the red section for more insights. Okay, so we're into the red section. So burnout is a state of emotional, mental and physical exhaustion that can result from prolonged stress and overwork. It can make you feel overwhelmed, drained and cynical, and it can affect your productivity, motivation and overall well-being. Burnout can happen to anyone, but it's especially common among individuals who work in high pressure jobs or who experience chronic stress and anxiety, especially with neurodivergent individuals who are dealing with a lot more on top of that as well. There are many things that can trigger burnout, including working long hours or consistently working overtime, having a heavy workload or feeling overwhelmed by tasks, working in high pressure environments with tight deadlines, feeling unappreciated or undervalued in your job or personal life, dealing with difficult or toxic people in your personal or professional life, being a perfectionist and putting too much pressure on yourself to succeed, experiencing personal or family issues such as illness or relationship problems, and finally having a neurodivergent condition that can make it harder to cope with stress and changes in routine. There are several symptoms of burnout and they can vary from person to person. Some symptoms include feeling physically and emotionally exhausted even after getting enough sleep, having a short temper or feeling irritable or angry, feeling unmotivated or disengaged from work or hobbies, having trouble concentrating or making decisions, feeling cynical or negative about your job or life in general, feeling overwhelmed or like you're constantly playing catch up, having physical symptoms such as headaches, muscle tension or stomach issues, and having trouble sleeping or experiencing nightmares or vivid dreams. Neurodivergent individuals may be prone to burnout due to unique traits and challenges. For example, Autistic individuals may struggle with sensory overload or social fatigue, which can lead to burnout if they're consistently exposed to overwhelming stimuli or social situations. ADHD individuals may struggle with organization and time management, which can lead to burnout if they're constantly struggling to keep up with their responsibilities. Dyslexic individuals may struggle with reading and writing tasks, which can be exhausting and time-consuming, leading to burnout if they're constantly faced with these tasks. If you're experiencing burnout, there are several things you can do to help prevent it from getting worse or recover from it. 
take breaks and prioritize self-care activities such as exercise, meditation, or spending time with loved ones. Set boundaries and say no to tasks or commitments that aren't essential or that add too much stress to your life. Seek support from a therapist, counsellor or trusted friend or family member. And practice mindfulness and stress reduction techniques such as deep breathing or progressive muscle relaxation. Reevaluate your work or personal life and consider making changes such as switching jobs or taking a break from certain activities or try your best to just get a support network around you. So that is it for the red section with the insights. I'm now going to go into my convoluted and impulsive babble in the amber section. See you then. Okay, so we're into the amber section where I go into my improvised thoughts on burnout. Now, I went through three different points where I talked about, you know, what can trigger burnout, some of the symptoms, and then some of the unique traits with uh, neurodivergence. And then I go into some of the solutions. So I'm just going to break some of those down from my point of view, talking about some of the triggers. And burnout happens all the time and most of the time you're not really aware of what's going on until you do burn out and I think as a musician we are more often than not a lot of us are running our own ship and if you imagine you know a pirate ship or a huge boat and you are running every single area of that boat and then you hit choppy seas and you know you've got You've kind of got support, but that support are not uh, working on the ship with you. They are, you know, downstairs uh, working on home life uh, or, or other parts of life. But you're just trying to run your your ship as best you can, uh, maintain it. You're trying to look forward. You're trying to do all of these things. And, you know, the neurodivergent brain also comes up with new ideas and you're trying to sort of put them aside but they become so overwhelming that you end up taking them on and then you're adding more and more to your life and you want to be able to get a support network around you but you've got to get the right people because you don't want them to dent the big vision so you end up working more hours more hours and then you can run yourself into the ground and I often have like one week uh, a month where I, I crash and I just, I can't really do anything. And it's really harsh, you know, especially on my family, my kids want my energy and things as well. And I've literally got a pocket of it and then, you know, give it a week and then I'll be back into normal dad or normal John. But with the triggers, when it's saying like working long hours, heavy workload, working high pressure environment, um, feeling underappreciated or undervalued, you know, dealing with difficult or toxic people, perfectionism, uh, experience personal family issues, you know, and obviously having that neurodivergent condition that adds, you know, things on top of it to create more stress and anxiety and RSD and, uh, and 
guilt and shame and then trauma, all of that can get dug up so quickly when you're in burnout and you sort of feel, okay, I'm, I'm feeling tense right now. And that tension can very quickly accelerate to the trauma if you can't get to your coping mechanism. So I, you know, I, I want to take my own advice here. But, you know, trying to take a step back, and especially since the mental health crisis, I have made some changes. And it is sod's laurel where you kind of, you have to go through that extreme to make the changes because you're scared to change. <laughs> but you know you know in one way if you do change it will be better but you have this fear that if you change it won't get better so it's like a 50 50 and then when you have something huge that happens in your life whether you have you know you go for a, a crisis in whatever area is in there you could have a crisis with yourself a crisis in a relationship a crisis with your family you know a death in the family or something uh, a crisis in your your business crashes or you you either lose someone you lose something like your business or you lose yourself i kind of put into three categories there and i think Sometimes when you go through that process, you then end up making changes. Now, I know growing up, especially with some of the males in my family, they would never like go to the doctors until it got really bad. And that is, I don't know if, I don't know if that's a male and female mindset. I think it's very much male in, way, in regards to if, if there was, I, I don't have the figures, I don't have the science what's the percentage of males who go and get therapy? What is the percentage of males who go and get checked out in the doctor immediately rather than let it get worse and worse and worse? I think now in this new generation, we are more aware of it, but the older generations, they would be like, no, keep calm, carry on. Uh, I'll wait till it's broken and then get it fixed rather than, you know, sort of mended. And I think that's burnout is one of those signals. You've got anxiety signals, you've got stress signals, you've got... Uh, especially with your mental health and things. And I think burnout is definitely your body just telling you, you've got to stop. You've got to slow down. This is a caution. This is a yellow flag. And then obviously the depression and everything as well are red flags. The burnout is almost your body going, I'm plugging you in right now. And, you know, we're going to charge you back up so you can go out there again. But the problem is if you go back out there at the same speed that you did everything before, you're going to use up your battery really, really fast. So it's really hard to also tell someone to stop doing what they're doing because that advice is just, it's just throwaway advice. You, you know, stop working so hard. Stop, stop doing your music stop doing this and stop doing this it's, it's throwaway comments what you've got to have and then the thing is is then when you ask someone okay i i i need help with this and they're like no 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 sorry i've got i haven't got the time i i haven't i haven't got this 
all I want to do is throw you these throwaway comments of stop doing this or maybe it wasn't meant to be or things as well. And that can very quickly learn to burn out because you, you feel like you're left on your own or you've got to climb a mountain to just be able to get that support in some areas. Now, I think especially a lot of musicians, we do have that mindset. We don't realize actually there's a lot of help and support we can get out there who's disconnected from our loved ones who maybe won't understand the ins and outs of what we do in our jobs and our careers. Uh, and to get that professional advice. And, you know, you can take it with a pinch of salt because some professional advice, again, is very subjective. But when it's factual things, so you can go to, you know, if you are going through struggles and you can go to Musicians Union, you can go to Help Musicians UK. Again, this is in the UK. I'm not sure of everywhere else in the world, uh, but I'm I'm sure there are probably similar organisations. And then you can go and get that advice that you need. Now, actually, funny enough, I've been using ChatGBT, whatever you think about it. Some people don't like it. Some people love it. And I'm the one, one of those people who love it at the moment because it's not only helping me in my business, it's helping me personally. I'm, I'm typing in certain keywords and phrases and questions that are helping me to see myself in a bird's eye point of view because I can't. I'm so like glued up with so many things that are going on in my life, you know, emotionally and professionally that sometimes you can't see yourself from a bird's eye point of view. And then you have like this AI who is so, is so intelligent and you can also pre-frame it in a way that will give you advice. Now, obviously if you need legal advice, if you need professional health advice and stuff as well, you go and see those professionals. But if you're looking for coping mechanisms and things to get through burnout and certain things, sometimes you need something to tell you, but without the judgment, without the put downs, the shutdowns of certain phrases other people will say that they've been that's that's been programmed to them and when i go into burnout i'm not aware of it and i'm still sometimes pushing but i think the more times i go into burnout and it's inevitable you know i i can't stop burnout and it's just part of who i am like having a neurodivergent brain it's part of who i am i can't stop it but I can try and be aware of it and I can try and maybe catch it before it happens or I manage it. But I find when I do go into burnout, I then start going into, no, can't be asked with this. You know, I'm finding it really, really hard. My symptoms are flying all over the place. I'm not focused. I'm not concentrating. I start procrastinating massively start just watching programs i start eating bad and all sorts of stuff and those can be signals that can start to kick in and then you know alcohol and all other substances can start to kick in but what i'm trying to do now since i had the mental health crisis when i do go into burnout the issue is is that i don't have that support network 
yet where I have, I talked about it before, where I can have someone look after my business whilst I go into burnout, or I can have someone to take care of the children all the time when when I go into burnout, or I can take a week off because I'm self-employed and that just doesn't work. And you know, I've 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 had recently. Uh, certain things that come up like when we have bank holidays here in the uk or when we have strike days here in the uk i get the why and i support some of the things to a point but it really really affects me when i've when i go out of routine uh, and things like have been moved to a different day and that is life that is part of life but with a neurodivergent brain it really can trigger so many different symptoms and then it overworks my brain and then i go straight into burnout and i would prefer to just be in routine monday to friday and i never used to have this work life balance back in the day i just used to try and juggle it as best as i could and i wasn't i was never doing a good job in in all areas of my life and i still aren't i'm, I'm not really I, I try my hardest and on the front when you if you look at music and you look at my videos and everything as well I think that's kind of like it's a front of the chaos that goes on behind the scenes and because I've never had a break in my music or I've never had a solid break in my career yeah I've, you know you've won a few awards and you've done these other things and you know and whatnot but I've never had the momentum just to carry on. It's almost like it's hit the height and then you've gone straight down to the bottom the next day. And, and you know, my neurodivergent brain has sabotaged a lot of my achievements to, you know, and I, I've had management in the past and things. And I think that is, that is burnout as well. And there is burnout when you are trying to build up your music career still when you're you know you're mid i'm sort of middle i'm halfway hopefully in my life right now and i'm still going i'm still pushing because i know that once it breaks in regards to not like you know destroying it i mean the up the opposite way once it breaks and it cracks open i've got the momentum there and i've built up this experience and everything as well to be able to propel myself forward and then when i go and drop a piece of music or i go and do these things it will ripple a lot further but when you're in the trenches for years and years and years and years and years and you've never had that break to be able to just propel yourself forward get all those opportunities yeah you know i get opportunities and they come here and there and i'm very grateful and appreciative of that but they you know to try and get more, to try and get that consistency of opportunities, it's really, it's it's really tough, and it's a that's why having a music career is really tough. It's not just about the music to keep it running. You know, it's a twenty four seven job, and then you add on other things in your life, and it's even more stressful. Now, I've mentioned this, you know, with with my episode on stress and other things and mental health. But it's really important. So, but since I've had the crisis, trying to get those support networks around different areas of your work. And I was speaking to a friend uh, recently, and 
when I was discussing my music business and music career, uh, she sort of mentioned, well, yeah, we have a portfolio career. We can't just have one thing going on once. We have to have an array of things. And I was like, that's such an amazing way to see it. Music is art and you can't just have one area. I can't just have teaching. I can't just have you know, my gigs and I can't just have this and this, like I mentioned with my music career episode, you've got to have an array of things. And now I have been able to set up a support network in my teaching and I have been able to set up a support network in my gigs so I can just turn up and do the jobs. But there's still that subtle pressure and stress all the time. I'm like, am I doing a good job? And, and is this right? And I still got to be building other things. But and burnout can happen very quickly, especially obviously I'm trying to add on parenting and, uh, you know, having a successful relationship and uh, and with friends and other things, trying to keep those things topped up 24 seven when it doesn't come natural to you and you and, and doesn't feel authentic because of my neurodivergent brain. It's not very good at listening. It's not very good at you know, finding out how those other people are doing and, and maintaining relationships and maintaining new ideas, it can very quickly lead to, to burnout. So, you know, perfectionism that I've mentioned here, that's massive. I wouldn't be able to become the fingerstyle guitarist and musician I am without perfectionism, but that can add massive amounts of stress. Feeling unappreciated. I think, I think all musicians feel that and it's not, a, oh, woe is me, let's get the little violin out. I think it's, uh, you've been doing this for years and years and years and years, and it's just, you feel like you're still in the same position. And you fear if you go and change career, and I've met people who are musicians, and then they change career to be able to bring the money in, which is necessary. But then I had a few, I had this one old guy when he came to one of my gigs, and he came up to me. And he said, yeah, I used to have a music career. And then I had to then go into finance or whatever it was. And he was like, I regret it to, to the end of my days. I had to do it. And it was one of those things. But then to let that music career slide was, I regret doing it. And I heard that and it really resonated with me. I was just like, no, I can't give this up because it's not, it's not just about a business. It's not just about a career. This is, it's so cheesy but a muse having music in your life is it's like a second heart it's like a it's another organ that you carry around for me it is it's so vital in my bloodline you know it goes through my blood that i can't get rid of it and i need to be with it 24 7 whether i'm talking about it playing it creating things about it or whatever it is but again that weaves into it's a hobby it's a career it's you know, bleeds into all areas of my life, then when I do burn out, sometimes I can't get away from it. So then can be this pressure. So, but I, that's my life. And I, I've also have got an acceptance of that. And I know a lot of musicians who they go through massive relationship problems. They go through massive financial problems all throughout their life because music is so personal and you do it as a labor of love but if you are trying to support other people with it it's, it's a 24 7 problem 
and then obviously add a neurodivergent brain on top of that, that, you know, with the autistic side, it can be so obsessive. With the ADHD side, it can be so, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, you know, and you're like, uh, you know, I, I think someone explained it to me the other day, like birds are a bird feeder. They're kind of like flittering around, their heads are moving and, you know, three, <laughs> 360, they're moving all over the place. And then you had dyslexia where you, you find it hard to read and see between the lines and and you need visuals and colours and you blend those three together and it's like three primary colours that you blend together and it's all a bit of a mess. And yeah, it can get really stressful very very quickly and you can burn out and for me to shut off at the end of the day i need to watch a tv program and i'm not really watching that tv program to sort of consume it i'm just doing i'm just watching it to shut off so some of the symptoms here you know feeling physically emotionally exhausted yet not getting enough sleep and sometimes i will stay up you know that kind of night owl uh feeling will start to kick in and i can't go to bed because my head's racing can't even listen to meditation having short temper and feeling irritable angry yeah and i like you know this happens more with parenting <laughs> and a lot of parents out there will resonate that when your child doesn't listen to what you're saying after multiple times you know it, it's especially just normal parenting you know neurotypical parenting that's stressful and you add neurodivergence into that and it's just like wow i've kind of got social and uh, sensory overload here right now and then yeah you can quickly burn out and crash you can be in tears or you can just zone out feeling unmotivated and disengaged yeah that happens all the time. Have a trouble concentrating. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Feeling cynical, negative. I think a lot of us, no, well, I say me for, for years and years and years until this crisis, until this awareness of what's going on, I've n I never liked myself and I put myself down a lot. I put my, uh, I set the bar so high of what I needed to achieve and when you've not been uncomfortable in your own skin for like almost 40 years, that's it's damaging, really, really is damaging. And then you have a negative outlook on yourself. And I try and stay positive. I have a growth mindset. I try and not let the negatives take me over because I know I'm susceptible to, you know, the anxiety, the depression, the, the, the crises. And then feeling overwhelmed, oh my goodness, all the time. Uh, headaches, muscle tension, stomach issue, uh, not as much muscle tension, definitely. The headaches will be, uh, you know, my eyes start to really get painful with lights and all sorts of stuff. Have a trouble sleeping, experience nightmares, vivid dreams. I used to do all kinds of crazy things back in the day. You know, it's like sleepwalking, but it's like sleep acting. I don't do it as much now since the kids were born, but I, I do have trouble sleeping sleeping and things and then i tried to take breaks doesn't really happen when you're hyper focused um my exercise goes in and out my meditation goes in and out uh spending time with loved ones you know i think it's like loved ones and friends and family you know 
it depends on how I'm feeling that day or depends on what we've done or where we are. If we're going into a crowded place, like for instance, my my wife has uh, a huge family and we go to uh, a reunion once a year and I'm used to it now, you know, 17 years in, but it used to be incredibly overwhelming and they're all loved ones, you know, and everyone's there to support each other. And, but it, if you're meeting up with 50 to 80 people, I, and then you're trying to catch up with everybody. And I used to kind of almost like take myself away, go and go and keep an eye on the kids or, you know, corner myself so I can only you know, talk to, to one person because I used to have this, I've got this musician front. I've got this, ro <laughs> the rock star front or whatever it is. And sometimes you can use the performer hat to do that. But I think since I've gone through the crises and the mask has come off, that's really difficult because that performer mask has come off unless I'm in a professional setting and I'm doing it, you know, with a guitar and hand and all sorts of stuff. Once that guitar's off and I'm, I'm myself, I'm so vulnerable and I'm so exposed that I'm like, crap, I, I'm not in the right situation right now. Uh, I can't, if, if I, people ask me how you're doing or, you know, for a catch up, I don't know the line between a short conversation and a long conversation. And then sometimes I can then go into a long conversation and I'm lost. And do you know what? Having those events, which is a few hours, will uh, deplete my battery so much that I could have been really, really, you know, I could have been fully charged in the morning and then burnt out by the evening. So it's not just burnout that can happen at the end of a week or like within a month. I can burn out in a day or just a few hours because of the social or or sensory. So it depends on the lights, depends on the environment. So the once social and sensory overload kicks in, burnout is there. And, you know, I try to talk to people about it, but I, I am... My goal at the moment is to try and seek out other neurodivergent individuals who completely understand about this because I've got amazing friendships, but I haven't got friendships who know what it feels like to have gone through crises or it feels like they've gone. Or sometimes I've met, I have met some, they're like, yeah, mine's fine. Yeah, all good. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Mine's not. <laughs> Um, and I want to be able to do, sort of meet those friends down the line. I've met up with a few people who have, you know, one had ADHD, someone else has got a neurodivergent brain. And when we started communicating and talking to each other, we were cutting each other up. We were going into long conversations. We didn't have to ask questions to each other. We would just bounce off of each other and and resonate that way. And we were so comfortable in our skin and then we realized it was three hours and for other people when they hear me do that it's jabbering or it's monologuing or it's you know it's it is it depletes their battery but when you go and meet someone who is you can talk freely you can be yourself and an unmask that energizes me uh, and for those other people who 
you know, think it's monologuing or think it's jabbering, that depletes their battery, but they're feeling that also depletes my battery because it just feels I'm like, there's no compatibility here in regards to the talking and stuff. So I think burnout can happen in so many different a- angles, whether it's you can be to do with work, to do with business, to do with family, um, to do with social situations, sensory situations. And obviously some of the coping mechanisms and the things to prevent it, you take breaks you set your boundaries with your tasks and trying to break down those big projects into tiny little tasks. You get your diary, you can get your therapist, you can get your counselor, you can get all the mindfulness and stress techniques and breathing and you try and reevaluate this and you try and do that. It's all fine. You might do that one week, but then you might it might just drop off a cliff the following week. And I don't want to be negative about that, but I think it's trying to be realistic. You know, and a lot of my insights have said in that red section are definitely right. Try those. Try and find whatever fits with you. But if it drops off the next day, just pick it up the day after. Or if it drops off a week, pick it up the week after. I know when I go into school holidays or I've gone into other things that things have just fallen off a cliff. My routine's gone out the window and then I have to start it up again. And it's incredibly frustrating because I don't have that consistency to keep me going. But I now, it's almost, it's weird that I welcome burnout now because burnout, yes, it can have a negative impact, but burnout is my indicator that I've got to stop and recharge. And unfortunately, with the brain I have, I can try as many coping mechanisms. I can try as many strategies, many techniques as possible. I will default you know, to certain things when there is pressures going on. And even professionals, you know, even coaches, even counsellors can, you know, even as a guitar teacher, I could tell you to do this, but actually I'm not doing it myself. Or I might be doing the techniques myself, but then they just drop off a cliff after a few days. You know, I say, you've got to practice every day and I don't practice for two days. Then I'm not, you know... I'm not doing what I preach. So I just, I also feel just give yourself a break. If you've gone through burnout, you've gone through burnout. And then you just pick up, try and readjust, try and analyze it if you can and find out what are the things in my life that are causing that burnout. And sometimes when it is to do with emotional, so so for instance, in a relationship, that that is a difficult situation and that you know or it's to do you know you might be finding out you've got a neurodivergent brain so that whole process in itself from awareness all the way up to getting diagnosed and assessments is incredibly painful and and it, it you can struggle and because you're analyzing not just your present life but your whole life and then financial situations if you if you're not financially free from debt and things all the time then that's a massive pressure so and you know it's very hard to go right i'm just going to take out a day to to look after myself when that's all sitting there you've got to work on it so my advice for that is try and find a support network as much as you can if you're running your own business is trying to find okay am i running it the right way am i Am I just using my strengths or am I having to work on my weaknesses all the time? And if that's the case, 
what can you outsource for your weaknesses? My goal for this year was one of the man mantras was outsource my weaknesses and focus on my strengths. It's very, very slowly happening. And I don't think it's going to just be 2023 that I achieve this. I think this is going to be onwards that I slowly start to blend this in. And time is a healer here. If I'm aware of a few burnouts, okay, something's happening here. I'm getting more burnouts than I am usually. If I get a burnout once a month, that just means I'm taking a few days out, a week off or whatever it is. If I'm getting a burnout every week, yet yeah, I need to reanalyze it. Is it to do with my diet? Is it to do with me personally? Or is it to do with all the external stuff? So that is it for the amber section. I'm now going to head into the green section where I'm going to make a recommendation. See you then. Okay, so we're now into the green section where I'm going to go into a recommendation. Now, I could go into lots of different suggestions. You could you could try and help with your life. Everyone is different, but I found with my neurodivergent brain that I've tried all sorts of apps, calendar apps, task management apps. I've tried, you know, using my notes and it's just never been consistent. So I've had to go back to pen and paper. And one thing that I found really, really useful was picking up a diary that had uh, two pages. So on the left page, you have your dates for the week. And then, you know, they've kind of got these um, long columns uh, from Monday to Sunday. And then I've broken, I've sort of marked a line down the middle of it. And then I've then put my times in and what's going on during the week. But then on the right page, it will just have notes. And then what I've done on that right page is I've broken it up into sections of my life. So I have, for instance, and I've done this in alphabetical order, I have John Hart events. So that's, you know, my weddings and music and stuff. So I use five lines for that. Then I have JHM, which is John Hart music. So I talk about the solo things. So some of the tasks I've got to do for my solo music. I then have JHT, which is John Hart tuition. So I go into maybe I've got to send an invoice or I've got to contact this pupil. I then go into, you know, Neurodivergent Musician podcast and what episode I've got to record and what I've got to edit. I then go into uh, personal and family and then I write down a task for that and then I do an other at the bottom. And then what I've done is, you know, when you set these things up or when you write it down, yeah, it takes a little time to put these templates together but I found with the pen and paper me actually writing it down is just another way to remind myself so I carry this around wherever I can I turn over the corners of the page and it just helps me see where I'm at with, with the dates and things because if I go on my phone I guarantee as soon as I go into the calendars I then go into social media I then go into all my emails and then I've gone into a rabbit hole of lots and lots of other things Whereas having it on pen and paper, actually, when I've disconnected my phone and I put it in my bag and I've kept this diary out here, I've allowed my creative brain to come up with things. There's a massive notes page at the back. So, you know, if you, if you like digital, carry on with digital. But if you are finding it hard to break down all those big projects into small tasks, which I suggest you do, 
if you're building a big project like a podcast or an album or a tuition business or an events business, think of all of those as marathons. They are marathons to get them to success. Then you've got to break them down into 26 mile, you know, steps. And you're going to break down those steps into even smaller chunks. And that's kind of what I do with these tasks here. And like, for instance, with the podcast, I've mapped out 100 titles for 100 episodes because I know it's going to take six months for this to start to build momentum. And I'm in the trenches of having to get up to that point. So I'm using the podcast for myself uh, to be able to talk to myself. And then, you know, if you're listening to this now, hopefully it will resonate with you. But my idea is once I want to get to 100. So that is kind of like my loose map. It's 100 miles. It's like a 100 mile race. And then each podcast episode is a mile or a step. And it's the same with the other business, tuition business, or I've got to get this many students or my events business. I've got to get this many gigs, but I don't think I'm going to get 10 gigs at once. I need to get 10 gigs for the year, break it down one a month or, you know, 12 gigs a year and so on and so on. And this diary, uh, which is also a notebook, helps me to do that. feels a bit like you're going back to the dark ages, but actually I love it because it disconnects from social media, disconnects from all of that rubbish that is making me feel like I'm like looking left, right, center, all over the place. You know, that kind of shiny object syndrome where you've got to go and check this out and you've got to go and buy this and you've got to do this and I've got to hit this. And I'm like, oh man, my symptoms are just flying around the place. Whereas I look at the paper, pen and paper, it actually relaxes me when I can see it all laid out here and I've written it down, worked out my plan and all sorts of stuff. So that is my recommendation, whether you take it or not. It does help calm me that I've got it all in here. My wife also has a paper diary with notes and things. And we also have a family diary. We've tried apps. We've tried connecting it up and it just it's just not working. And I think especially with the neurodivergent brain, even with I've had to shut all the notifications off on my smartwatch now because it's just like it's just too much because I don't want to be pinging left, right and center because it just triggers the stress and anxiety. I need to have something like this. So yeah, that is my recommendation from that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I hope you get something out of it and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Cheers. Take care.